Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. The existing pen principle number six says that multitasking impairs memory and learning. From a psychological point of view, this means that switching between two activities shows impaired performance on both activities. Educationally speaking, students attending to multimedia while doing other tasks also show an impaired performance and attention. Neurologically speaking, memories encoded during multitasking use a less reliable memory system called the putamen system, suggesting learning impairment. The questions we can still ask ourselves include, can unitasking be encouraged by allowing problems to be solved in linear patterns? And can we improve students' ability to switch between tasks when multitasking is required? According to Psychology Today, multitasking can take place when someone tries to perform two tasks simultaneously, switch from one task to another, or perform two or more tasks in rapid succession. To determine the costs of this kind of mental juggling, psychologists have conducted numerous task-switching experiments. They've learned that the brain and mind were not designed for heavy-duty multitasking. Specifically, as far back as 1995, researchers Monsell and Rogers found that even when tasks are predictable, people were still slower than when they completed one task in a task-repeating fashion, in other words, one after the other. In more recent research, David Mayer has said that brief mental blocks created by shifting between tasks can cost as much as 40% of someone's productivity. Multitasking hinders productivity. Our brains lack the ability to perform multiple tasks at the same time. In moments where we think we're multitasking, we're likely just switching quickly from task to task. It's distracting and makes you distractible. People feel more distracted than people who focus on one task at a time. Some research suggests that multitaskers are more distractible and that they may have trouble focusing their attention even when they're not working on multiple tasks at once. Multitasking slows you down. Changing focus keeps us relying on automatic behaviours to finish tasks quickly. When focused on a single task that we've done before, we can work on autopilot, which frees up mental resources. Switching back and forth bypasses this process and we tend to work more slowly as a result. Multitasking impairs executive function. There are two stages of executive function. Goal shifting, which is deciding to do one thing instead of another. And rule activation, changing from the rules from the previous task to the rules for the new task. Moving through these tasks takes the brain time that can be critical in high pressure and safety-based situations. Multitasking can lead to more mistakes. For example, a 2018 study found that older adults were likely to make more mistakes while driving if they were trying to multitask. Despite all this, multitasking is necessary in some workplaces, so we'll look at ways of improving students' ability to switch tasks so that they're more job-ready later in this video. The case for unitasking. A study conducted with Microsoft employees claimed that after employees were interrupted by an email, they took 15 minutes to fully regain their train of thought, irrespective of whether or not they responded to the email. Although the dopamine kicks experienced from multitasking may make us sceptical of research denouncing the habit when pursuing further education is just part of the hundreds of daily tasks and interruptions, there might be an indication that unitasking is a better way to go. Linear unitasking is just another way of saying working with focused attention. And, like it or not, that's a skill that needs to be learned in order to improve our ability to use it. In a Forbes article, Margie Terry said, Unitasking is hard to do as you have to purposefully tune out consistent interference, but when achieved, it leads to greater productivity. So when to recommend unitasking? 
Firstly, when a student has a specific task, such as a problem-solving activity, a project, quiz, or maybe a study period, these would all benefit from focused attention. Unitasking is not just working at one task at a time. It entails working less hard for fewer hours, removing distractions during these hours, chunking similar tasks together, and allowing some breathing space. While creating your to-do list for the day, clump together tasks that complement each other. For example, checking emails and responding to messages can all fall under respond to emails, texts, and messages folder. Personal research work and reading can be combined together into a personal projects category. And class preparation, pre-reading, and assignment proofing can share a classroom prep group. Once you've finished chunking, the next step is to identify time slots for uninterrupted solo working. For students, go over the calendar and identify blocks of time that aren't spending class, meetings or eating, sleeping, and block out time between 30 minutes and 2 hours at the most. You can set a timer on your phone. Using time-splitting techniques like the Pomodoro technique, which uses a timer to break up work into 25 minutes followed by short breaks. These can be useful too. Alternatively, download an app like Self-Control for your computer that blocks websites and distractions for a specific time interval. But make sure you perform tasks according to the clumping performed in step one. In other words, tackling specific projects at a time. You'll need to think about creating time slots accordingly as the categories you come up with may require significantly different time commitments. The joy of unitasking comes when you hit a flow state. The highly respected Headspace organization is a big fan of being able to get this state of focus. Quote, there's this focus that, once it becomes intense, leads to a sense of ecstasy, a sense of clarity. You know exactly what you want to do from one moment to the other. You get immediate feedback. Let's finish there with unitasking to tackle the last hurdle, how to get better at switch tasking when you absolutely have to do it. Jobs that require a lot of switch tasking include air traffic controller, nurse, childcare worker, retail worker, chef, paramedic, office worker, and so on. According to a 2015 study by psychologist David Strayer, just as the unitasking brain is different from most brains, the supertasking brain is too. Exactly 2% of us have areas of the brain that make us able to do many things at once. The rest of us fall into a bucket of switch taskers. Switch tasking can be improved by organising workflows into different themes so as to use separate brain regions more economically. But generally speaking, those jobs that just need us to be better switch taskers require nothing more than constant practice. Unfortunately, the research is a little grey in this area, but following on from studies in other forms of encoding, we can determine that any practice will only make us better at the task we practice. For example, switching between two different tasks that we're familiar with or repeating a range of actions that become more familiar over time and so on. In vocational education settings, this means that trainers should allow ample time for practice when tasks require switching between a number of motor skills or cognitive components. Thanks for watching and please make sure to support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel and leave any comments in the comments section that could add to the discussion around things like multitasking and other learner behaviours that we all would like to improve. See you next time.